happen? What just happened, big dog? What up, what up? What you. Connection, do everything again. I hear, I see a trigger word. They like to disconnect me and everything because sometimes we be going to unravel in the book in the matrix. And I'm like this right here, y'all. Every now and again, people need to take the red pill. Some of y'all niggas take the blue pill all your life. Ain't done shit. Just took the blue pill. Been sedated. Bitch, I've been all in the red. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck around. They don't know. You know, and before we got cut off, y'all, we were basically just saying certain things about like how people were out here being able to spend all this good money. And let me say this to you, Sean and CC. I gotta tell y'all, some of these motherfuckers have already spent out their motherfucking stimulus. Some of these motherfuckers won't even spend the stimulus when they were out here. That's what I'm telling you. I'm like, I see bitch out there. Look, they had the same face when I saw them. We both looked at each other like, how you still got money? Shit me. I'm like, I don't know how you. I know how I do, but how you? Because that shit crazy. And what I'm telling you is, I spent $3 and over here, you look like you get in the basket. Fuck around. <laughs> Niggas getting EBT. That's how they got that. Come on now. Yo, ain't nothing like some good EBT. That shit make you feel good. Let me tell you something. Those, those were the good old days. Boy, let me tell you something about the good old days. Yo, them days like that right there, boy, you can eat what you want. Because that's when you eat what you want. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All day, right? Boy, well, you better have the itis. We got shrimps and shit. Oh, when they got some good old steaks. You know, all day, you know. So let me ask y'all this question here, y'all. Everybody's question for everybody. So what's y'all comfort food during the quarantine? <sighs> Honestly, I, I don't need... My appetite has just been, like, not even existing too much. Same. Like, I have no taste for anything in particular at any moment. Oh gosh! I've been I've been pretty much living off of trail mix and Red Bulls and hot green tea <laughs> and lots of water. Lots of water, keep that water going. Lots of water, keep oh, that water going. Come I on, definitely. Yeah, just really just staying hydrated and, and because this is the thing you don't want to fall into that um you know that cycle of sitting at home and eating and being sedentary. They're telling you you can't go outside. They don't really want to exercise. You can only do but so much in the house and you have people who live under you. So it's like your exercise is severely limited. So all you can do is sit home and I definitely don't want to sit home and eat brownies all day. Right. Though I could. It's not Come good. On, <laughs> no, I like how you said that because see, that won't say you got to eat like I eat twice a day. I eat twice a day, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I try not to eat more than that. Cause like in this quarantine, you can get yourself big as a houseboat. You don't even know, you woke up one day, you were ordinary house and now you a boat. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Me. For real. And that's what you gotta be careful of. Because let me tell you, in this type of situation, time don't seem to move like it used to y'all. That's first off, time moves different now. Come on. So, what seemed like 
what like like yesterday for example y'all that shit was long as hell i ain't understand i'm like damn this day don't want to end i'm like yo <laughs> tuesday won't you go ahead away you know and then also is it hard for y'all to remember what day of the week it is because them days of the week are starting to be blurry to me i didn't even remember what day of the week yeah. it was last week Really though, that's yo <laughs> big facts right there, bro. Sleeping pattern all off and shit. Yeah, this is yeah. like. Let me tell y'all because we ain't got to go out the house and shit like we do in the morning. Look, y'all, and I and y'all know I got the newborn, so that's one aspect. But another aspect, man, I don't want to go to bed at like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Even when I try to go to bed early, I still wake up early as fuck. Hey, excuse me. That's all I'm saying. Like, yo. Hate that shit. Uh, one thing I can say about uh, me and Nina's sleep pattern is is it's okay. Like we try not to stay up, you know, if we can help it, of course. But um, there's just really little, uh, just a little amount of days where we actually go to bed past twelve. Okay, come on down. I used to I used to go to bed at like 9.30, 8.30 the latest, but it's like ever since this quarantine, my sleep is off. Um, This morning I stayed up, well last night I guess you could say, I stayed up until 5.30 in the morning when I finally did go to sleep. Somebody called me at 7.30 a.m. And then after that, I couldn't go back to sleep. I was like, oh. Couldn't go back. Come on now. That's how I that's how it is when the little one wake me up like that in the morning, like that, 6.30, 6.45, You know, it's, oh, I'm up now. What we gonna do? <laughs> I would say just be mindful that sleep is essential on more levels than we realize. Sleep, oh, sleep is such an important part of just like everything. So I used to not really care. I used to just like stay up all night or, you know, when I go to sleep, I go to sleep. But when you realize, and I'm really just now solidifying this, but when you really sleep good, you just feel better. Like your life is just better. Your outlook is better because it just does so much for you. So I was reading up on REM sleep and the different stages of sleep and things like that. And your body actually does so much for you while you're sleeping. It rejuvenates you, uh, regenerates tissues and um, organs and stuff like that. So I don't know, try to sleep if you can, force yourself, take some melatonin, but try to get a good sleep pattern. You'll feel so much better. Yeah, I agree with you. Oh, I was gonna say, I agree with whole other or you most sleep you get. I mean, I was for being able to sleep. I just said to alter, like you said, my sleep pattern to accommodate the little wood and in this quarantine type situation. So I still oh, get like, my oh, eight hours. You got <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You're on a new schedule for a reason. <laughs> but I'm a little, no, I still make sure I get my six to eight hours though, because you got to have them six to eight hours. If it'll be a function of the yeah. you need six hours. And I always like to say anything after six hours of sleep, you're putting in your reserve bank. Cause that you don't know how good hours of eight hours of sleep in your reserve bank that'll get you through a long day of work out at home. Think about that. Very yeah, true. Definitely. I think I done wore out my reserve. My reserve <laughs> is done. It's like, look, you are overdrawn. 
Kubota because now I'm done for. Uh, when you, when you uh, because you're a Buddhist and everything, so do you meditate all throughout the day, or do you just do a periodic part of the day when you meditate? Because I find it myself in this in this quarantine that I meditate a little bit more than I used to. Well, yeah, I usually meditate like three times a day. I mean, when I was sick two days ago with you know like COVID nineteen like symptoms, I just you know laid down and I meditated the whole way through and I turned on that YouTube, you know, sleep meditation sounds to release toxins and negative energy. And then I popped that extra Tylenol, <laughs> uh, extra strength Tylenol, and by morning time I sweat everything off and I was good to go. Come on. Oh, uh, yo, so you really practice Buddhism? Yeah, I mean, I have to stay level. Oh, shit. I, need, I need it for my anxiety because I have attention. I have attention problems, first of all, and I have a short fuse. Like back in the day, you would just look at me the wrong way and I smack the shit out you. But now it takes me a little bit longer to get there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, need to become like, yeah, I've never met anybody that actually practices so that's that's pretty dope. Yeah. What's well, a different form of Buddhism? It's not like in China. Like we don't we don't worship Buddha itself. We just follow his philosophies. And then right, I have, right. I have this uh sector of it that's called Generation Twenty, where it's basically we accept all religions and all faiths and we get together once a month and we have meetings well, whether it's by phone or we do Zoom meeting calls. Oh, so I, didn't, come on there. I didn't know you were into that stuff being the radar report wow. and all things in the table. We, uh, we talk about that Buddhism all the time. You might not know this and I can take this on to another level, but I got the scroll. I do the chatting. You know what I'm talking about? You know, like what I be telling people is like I wouldn't say I was a Buddhist because I practice the universe more than I practice Buddhism. You see what I'm saying? Come on now. Well, yeah. It's, it's different for you than for me because I'm a chaplain. Like I actually give people spiritual advice. So it's different when I have like 30 people calling me every day, any time of, of the hour of the night, yeah. and then I gotta help them with something spiritually, you know. And that for me, that's that's like I feel like I, I'm fulfilling my purpose doing that. I'm sorry, you can show it to me when you're done. Or sit right. I don't know. Go ahead. Come on now. You got any more questions about being a Buddhist? It sounds like you were interested. Shantai, what's up with it? Come on. Oh uh, no, um well, actually, we're uh, actually black Buddhists. Like people were like Buddhists that are black or like of color know and we unite as one we believe that all of us were the same like you know black hispanics and chinese because we believe that you know like asians now are becoming the new blacks because they're being ostracized mistreated in a lot of parts of the country because of the whole wuhan thing Kobo? oh yeah we had to come together yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. thank you well, now, um uh, my wife, she, you know, um, she was saying that maybe the meditation and um, kind of um, probably practicing that would help with her anxiety. And oh, stuff. Yeah, it, definitely, it definitely would. Definitely. I mean, shit, fifteen minutes a day would do would do wonders. You just don't know. Um, you just don't know what. Uh, that, look, that meditation makes you have clarity. Come on. Mm. Yeah, and see, here's the thing. We also need to get educated, like about like what our flaws are and accept responsibilities for them. 
Um, like for me, I didn't know that I had anxiety until I sat down with a counselor. And they explained to me, there you go. It sounds like you have anxiety. And I'm like, what? Well, and we found believers in the red eye report that you should seek counseling. Sometimes counseling can do wonders. You don't know what childhood traumas you have and that you have been um, suppressing throughout life and shit. And that's what's stopping you from moving forward. Come on now. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% a fan of counseling. Yes. 1000%. And for preaching mental health in the black community, because I feel like a lot of black people just get written off for having, you know, poor attitudes or just whatever. And really, internally, you're battling with so many other things that you don't understand and dismiss as anger when really you need help, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Let me tell you, me and CZ have talked about my brother-in-law and his issues. And that's exactly what you're talking about right there, Shy, when you say that, because he turned to drugs and stuff because he didn't get diagnosed till late in life. You feel what I'm saying? And then he had some unresolved unresolved issues with certain people in the family. You see what I'm saying? He can't really express what he needs to express to those people to give him the relief that he needs, if you understand what I'm saying. And like she was saying, I do agree with her because I've I've heard people say like, oh, there goes the angry black woman thing. Or like, I get I get sassy. Or like, oh, oh, you're, oh, you're black, and I'm like, actually, I'm not black, but uh, yeah, I'll take that. And they're like, oh, right. well, you're, like, oh, well, you're sassy, you're like, so you must be black. And I'm like, what does that have to do with being black? I know, I know, black people that you know are very educated and have the patience you know, uh, uh, of a daycare worker. So I don't know what you mean by someone's acting yeah. black. I don't understand that statement. That's, uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't like Because I'm talking with black women and, and uh, Latino women here, Dominican women. Uh, let me ask y'all this. Why do y'all feel like black women get the stereotype that they're angry and white people get a pass? Hmm. I think it's because they expect that old mentality, like where people of color have to submit. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, this is not the slave time. Like, that's not what we're doing. And I think they want us to be there. It's like, if you respect yourself and you stand up for yourself, that's when they're going to tell you, like, hey, you need to humble yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you need to calm down. You need to relax. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, because they don't like to see confidence. They don't like to see a confident minority. They don't like to see a confident black man or a confident black woman. I'm telling y'all, they don't. Because mm-hmm. see, when you got confidence about yourself and what you're doing, a motherfucker can't knock you off your pivot. But if you already in a, st- a mind state of doubting your confidence or doubting where you perceive yourself at, it's easy to knock a motherfucker off their pivot that way. And shit. So, no, they don't like And then look, all my times when I've seen it, when they call that stigma, that stigma out, it'd be more so to me, it's uh, a way to discredit the strength of a black woman to call her angry. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. you know, they've had to put up with a lot of shit. They're tolerable to a hell of a stint. Now, don't get me wrong, some black women are wild as hell, but it is what it is, because it's wild people in every race. Oh, that's for sure. 
Come on. For sure. There's certain races that I'm scared of. Like, I'm going to just be real with you. Like, Mexicans and Salvadorians don't fuck around. Russians don't fuck around. Don't There's, fuck around. They don't. There's certain, there's certain races and people want to say, oh, it's black people. No, have you? If you go to Central America, you can't even drive through those countries. They will kill you, automatically rob you, do all that stuff. So Come I don't even know what people are talking about. And going back to what you were saying, too, um, you know, about the sleep. And you saying the sleep has really helped change your opinion about stuff. Because let me tell you something. Sleep deprivation is a problem in the black community. Mm. It doesn't get talked about. We do not get enough sleep. Shit, man. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to unresolved health issues. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it can. I mean, I think for me personally, a lot of it just me or me feeling better and just like even performing better at work. It has more so to do with the fact now a lot of things that were on my plate are. Come on. Yeah, I feel like for me, when I was working my overnight graveyard, like I had a lot of my emotions would run high. I was all over the place. I was actually in a relationship at that time. And I was just like taking it out on him when I would be tired. Does that make sense? Hell yeah. Some days I couldn't even function. Like I would still get my schoolwork done. It's like I was there, but I wasn't there. I was like on zombie mode for like half of 2019. Mm. Come on. And I can't say no because they kept giving me jobs and I was making good money as a security guard. Imagine, you know, making two to three grand every two weeks. You're not going to turn that money down. You're going to be like, hell no. (laughs) Give me the hours. Come on now. Not in America. Not when they're saying again, y'all. And I, and I, and this is what I found funny. Do y'all fuck with Postmates? Do y'all fuck with Grubhub? Any of those places like this? Oh, yes. That was like, I needed them when I was working my graveyard shifts. That was like my breakfast, lunch, and dinner sometimes. I'm just going to be real with you. The reason why I asked that is because, you know, they changed the game up. And some of the restaurants that when you order through Grubhub for those places, they um don't actually pay the business or like to get the drivers the tips that they deserve. For being out here in Corona, come on. And um, you know what we? You give them a tip through the app. You shouldn't give them a tip through the app. You should give them cash if you got it because yeah, you should give them cash. Mm-hmm. But now, um, Postmates allow you to be able to do it. See, here's the thing though. It's amazing how those bullshit companies like that got rich off of people that needed money. Because that's what they did. They got rich off of people that needed money. And then don't want to turn around after they got rich and want to give the people that help them get rich money. Right. You get that shit? That's what, that's, that's what you got to love about America. We love to get rich off of somebody else's blood, sweat, and tears. Come on. Mm. Yeah, I usually tip on the app and then we'll tip them in person as well. That's nice of you. Come on, yeah. 
Because you don't have to pay a lot of that money back because they're going to look at it like, oh, you owe us this money in taxes. I know how that feels. Because when I was working, I have family members that own restaurants. And when I was working off tips, the government basically raped me off tip money. I had to pay them back thousands of dollars. Now, what was that based on because you were getting too many tips or it was just the yep. way the shit was set up? I was getting a lot of tips. I was making a lot of money. And they were like, nope, give it back to us. And that hurt me because I had children. So I'm like, fuck. Well, let me tell you, it already hurts to be waiting. Look, when tipping comes from the oppression and slavery, and it boiled down to when they were, um, how they treated black people when it comes to getting paid. And still to this day, we're in 2020, y'all. And some states, a waiter still only makes two fifteen an hour, and That's then tips. That shit don't make sense. I don't know. I, I always give a pretty good tip. I like to, you know, tip them really well. If I'm getting like an order that's like sixty dollars, I'm gonna tip like twenty to thirty dollars. You know, that's just me. Come on. I feel like if you don't have money to tip, then why the fuck are you eating out? Mm. Come on. That's somebody's gas. Somebody can use that to pay for their prescription if they're getting a generic brand. So many things is to be somebody's formula for their baby. And that's the way I look at it. Come on now. Really funny though, right? My homegirl worked at um Red Lobster and shit. And she was saying like how the other waitresses, when black people come in, they didn't want to wait on them because they were like black people don't tip. But she said, really though? It be the old white people that don't like the tip. Mm. And shit. You know what I'm saying? She was like, black people do tip. It's all about how you wait on black people, though. You want to show yeah. black people this service, they're going to tip you. They're going to give you some money. You show them bullshit service, you're going to get the bullshit. I know that when I go to restaurants and eat, my tip starts at like $10, 20 And then for the shit you wait me, wait on drinks. I start taking money from you too. You know, that, that that's money what I do. Come you know, on, we put, money, we put money on the on the table, like the edge of the table, and then like every time, like the waitress or waiter fuck up, like we'll take a dollar out of what we're gonna give them. <laughs> you got to. That's what I do. Come on. And by the end of the night, whatever their service was, you know, that's what they're gonna get. But around the holidays and stuff, I'm generally very, very giving because. I remember one time my company was having a Christmas party and I asked my coworker, I was like, are you coming to the Christmas party? And she was crying. And she's like, I don't have money to go. And I'm telling you like, not even an hour or two later, somebody gave her a hundred dollar tip. And that girl was so happy that she got that hundred dollar tip. And she's like, I guess I'm coming to the party tonight. You know, and it's little things like that. You can just, you know, it's the little things that you can change someone's life just by a small gesture. Not being selfish, you gotta give. Come on now. Because even though sometimes people treat you bad, I tell my daughter, like, you know, some, you know, be kind to people because people need it in the world. And that's something I've learned. We all cannot be asked. Come on. I used to, I used to be an asshole when somebody was an asshole to me. I'd be an asshole right back. But I learned that, you know, sometimes people are being assholes to you because, you know, they're hurting or they're sad. They've had a bad day or whatever the case may be. You know, so sometimes if you, you know, if you're just kind to someone, something mm. so small like that, it can just change their perspective on life. Come on now, 
What y'all feel about that, Shantae? We'll make sure we keep y'all in the conversation over there. Y'all still in this with us, right? Hello? Shantae? I guess we lost him. But like we're saying, though, look, those gestures in life you got to do. Look, I always tell people, it's better to give than receive. And look, the more you give, the more you're going to receive. Come on. Well, that's another thing going back to healing when we were talking about healing. Yeah, Shytown got off the phone. Um, I learned that, you know, there were certain things in my relationships and the way other people interacted with me where it was like transactional. It's like they would only do something for me as long as I did something for them. Does that make sense? I this shit. And I think it shouldn't be that way. It's just do it, you know, because it's in your heart to do it, not because you want something in return. And that speaks to, you know, that speaks about a person's character, right? Mm. Sound back with us? Yo, can you hear me? Yo, yo, do you know we was in the room the whole time? We heard everything, but the shit was froze up. Y'all can hear us? That's that like, and we was like that. commenting and shit, and I'm like, yo, do they not hear us? What the fuck? Okay, all right. <laughs> Real shit. No, but no, Come we on. was yeah, we was in. We heard everything and shit. Um, what do you feel about some of the things we were talking about though? Like what she was just saying about people when they do stuff for you, they only do it because they want there's something they want to get from you. You know what I'm talking about? Um. I don't remember what well, I was going to say about the, you know, because we was on the tip thing, you know, when you go out and shit, That's tipping them tip. and shit. Um, and I understand I was going to agree with her because when motherfuckers was assholes towards me, like, I'm giving it back. Like, you know, but there is underlying issues at the end of the day, most of the time. So you do have to think about that. I'm still working on that as we speak, you know, because I'm I'm quick to to show my asshole style when you show yours. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done that. Mm. But that that actually backfired on me. So. Yeah, that's what I don't want. Then feel like a a bigger ass, and then it's just like okay. Mm. Come on now, and. That goes back to just accepting responsibility for your own actions. At the end of the day, we are all adults. We all have to learn how to deal with our own internal struggles, eternal internally, mm. and not take them out on people that it really doesn't have anything to do with in the first place. So when it comes to tipping people mm. at restaurants, I will typically, I give everybody $5 or, you know, unless I can't, but I give everybody $5 at minimum. That's where I start. And then if you really impress me, nine times out of 10, I'll give you more. But if, you know, I feel like I got the service I, you know, should have got, and I'm not going to not tip you unless I just can't. And I also feel like the outlook that you're supposed to tip somebody because they did a job that they applied for, I don't agree with. At the end of the day, you know the type of work field that you're in, you know the pay associated with it, and you know not everybody tips. So I feel like when you accept the job, 
that's what you go in expecting. So you don't expect a tip. And then if you get one, then you're grateful. I feel like there's this mindset that people have to tip you. And really, they really don't. People earn their tips because they give great customer service or, you know, whatever the case may be. They don't just give you your money. Like, I'm not just going to give somebody $30 because my order was was 50 bucks. Like, that's what you get paid to do because that's the job you chose. Granted, extra money. Okay. I get that. I'm blessing people here and there, but I mean, everybody has to play their role. I got one for you. So how you feel about this right now? During you got to take out all your orders. Do you feel because I went to some restaurants and they looking at me like I should give them a tip and shit on this takeout order. Like just yeah. off the strength, <laughs> just off the strength that they cooked your food like you asked them to. Like, bro, that's your job. Yeah. I just ordered. Uh, let me just say this because I work in restaurants and I am a cook. You are. Yeah, to the cook. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Now, we don't... I've been at this job for probably, what, six, seven months, and I have gotten one tip because I made... The, the guy said his wings was on point. Cool. I don't go okay. looking for tips because I'm a cook. That's my job. It is what it is. But the servers, not all of them, most of them, will complain that niggas not leaving the tip for takeout orders. And I'm like, okay. but then even still, think about that. How is that fair? If it's a takeout order, the customer is happy with the food that my babe cooked, and then the server goes home with your tip just because she took the order. Exactly. No, that's why I don't do that. <laughs> like, no way. Yeah, I can honestly say as a cook, I never got any tips. Yeah. Um, only besides when I, I worked at a Mexican restaurant in um in New York City years ago, that was the only time I ever got tipped as a cook. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Come on, it doesn't. We all split the tips. It doesn't. That makes me want to make sure I tip the cook from here on out. <laughs> when I'm really happy with my food, instead of tipping, or maybe I'll give the extra that I give the server to the cook, or tell them to give it to the cook, because that is a valid point. When we're tipping people, we're tipping because we really enjoyed our food or we really enjoyed our service. But the cooks don't ever get the tip, and on takeouts, they get credit for everything. They get all the money. But, you know, like I said, you know, we blessed to even be working. You know, I'm not concerned over no tips. You know, there's worse people out here than us. You know, you know, they can have it, you know. That's really, that's really nice of you to say that, you know. Let me say, right, I don't, like you just said, I don't have a problem doing it that way. But what I'm telling people is, employees fairly too man like give them some extra ones and they check because they chose to come to work you want them niggas to come to work for six hours to three hours and shit yeah you on the clock but that ain't really no fucking money nope you know what i'm talking about you work for four hours come on Mm -hmm. so what you make eleven dollars an hour four hours ain't number 44 dollars what the fuck yeah yeah and that's why i believe that our 
our service workers now, the people, see, I was for it to pay everybody $15 an hour or more. Because there's people that okay. are already making $15 an hour in San Diego, California. Yep. San Diego pays way more money than any other state. You know, in California, they pay a lot. Mm, but I believe that people that are not making that, that $15 an hour, the service pay. Uh, workers, the people working in the grocery stores, those are the people that deserve to get paid. Yeah. And now, so again, see I'm how the whole world was complaining and look at karma. Now, those are the people that we need. Uh, exactly yeah. exactly what I said, yep. too. I said it's so funny how people always talk crap about all the what they view as lower positions like cashiers and stalkers and just retail chains in general. But lo and behold, those are the ones who, if they weren't here, we'd be in some real trouble right now. So, yeah, exactly. shout out to them. Exactly. Yeah. And and let me tell you, like, th- like three years ago, three or four years ago, <laughs> I was a cook full time. And th- someone actually tried to shame me recently because the guy, he, he had no idea that I was a fucking CEO. He thought I was just, like, still a worker piece of shit. And I'm just Come on. Like, you look fucking stupid. You're trying to shame me for doing a, a decent job. Like, I could be out there whoring and I choose to do a decent job. <laughs> you're really trying to shame me for that when there's bitches out there twerking online. So like, really? You know, what? I'm not against the girls twerking online for money. I mean, I'm get not, it how I'm you get it, boo. By all means. Make your money how you want to make it, but I'm saying don't shame me for. Let me tell you this: make your money twerking online, but a lot of these girls are twerking online for free. (laughs) Now that's a problem. (laughs) You right about that? That's a problem when you ain't making money for it. But either way, I mean, that personally, that's not really my style to do that. Mm -hmm. I find I I don't find anything wrong with it because I know Juicy J, right? The rapper, he had like a scholarship program for the women for twerking. See, oh. shit like that is productive to the fucking community. That shit is That is. I mean, if you're going to be twerking, like that, you might as well twerk yourself into a scholarship. Right? Right. Wow. Pay your way to school. Amen. <laughs> that sounds like some Juicy J shit. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, though. That's yeah, kind of awesome. <laughs> But you know what he's saying though, you don't like ratchet, but this is just can't pass it. Come on. Stupid. Oh man. Bands will make you dance. Come on, Remember that shit? Mm, no. Oh. I could go any rapper that's doing shit like that for their hood though. You know, that's real shit though. Yeah. Like, damn. Not many of them doing yeah, like it. The Ludacris Foundation, Ludacris Foundation out here giving people money and feeding communities and shit. Look at Akon. He gave electricity to people in Africa, yep. clean water. They don't want to talk about it, though. Nah, they ain't going to talk about that. He, he's a black yeah, man. He's going to talk about that. Yo, that's what he did for Africa with the wind by ensembles. Yo, mm-hmm. yo, it was revolutional for the country. Really? And you think to yourself, when he did that shit, yo, we talking about like that was like 2014, 2015. Yep. We talking about now y'all just thinking about that shit. So we think so we talking about 2015, 2014, and we talking about these people, some of these places hadn't had electricity all their lives. That was the mm-hmm. first time you seen the indoor light bulb. Come on now. Mm-hmm. And 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 he did that, and it's sad because you know, I've been to the Dominican Republic 
when my grandmother passed away. And they're still, they have to boil their water. I had to boil my water in order to take a hot shower, mm. to be honest with you. And Come on. the water's contaminated. Yeah. And I'm so proud of Akon for doing something for his people because our own country won't even do that for our people, you know? And it's to the point where the electricity gets shut off on one part of the island and it goes to the other part of the island. Mm. You know, it's that Rolling bad. It's that bad. This is like in Flint, Michigan, where them niggas can't bathe. You in the United States of America and take, take a shower in your city. And the lead poisoning is so great there that them niggas gonna have superpowers in 15 years. I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make all of us some sort of like robotic and, and you know, like vaccine and fucking some sort of experiment. I think that's what they're trying to do with the human race. Would you, would you admit yourself with robotic parts now? Would you, would you put a robotic arm on yourself? Well, that's what I'm saying. Would you? I would, I would love would that, to have robotic parts on me. I'm going to be honest with you. I was about to say, would that really be so bad? <laughs> if I had robotic hands, man, I'd type fast as I know what that word. Just give me a robotic heart and I'll be good to go. Mm. You gotta worry about no motherfucking stroke. I'll be good to go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but really. I would want to be more like. I ain't gonna say I want to be cybernetic. I want to be more like the $6 billion man. That way. Let me have bionic parts, like you said. Let me have bionic hands and shit. And yeah. I can do the type of real fast. I can jump real fast when I need to. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having bionics in me. I take a couple bionics. I take a couple of hats. Yeah, hell yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. I'm with her on the robotic heart as well because nice. yep. nowadays, you know, me smoking these cigarettes and these chest <laughs> pains, I could definitely use the robotic heart too. Give me that heart and them hands. Oh, and maybe robotic lungs. I don't oh, know. I'm down for it all, man. Just, I know yeah, I probably need out. the lungs on, on dick. She feel like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> y'all rock. Y'all wild. This hell what y'all talking about. Shit, me. Don't look at me. 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 Look at it's crazy shit. because I dated a guy who had a robotic heart. He was a, well, he's a veteran mm. now, but yeah, he had a robotic heart. Oh, wow. I didn't find anything weird about it. Another person would, because if you look at his chest, you can literally see the box on his chest. Oh, wow. Oh, no. well, I, mean, I don't want to oh, sound no. like that to the people at home, but how was the intimacy? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was great. I'm not even going to front. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. My mom had one, so I mean, what can I say? <laughs> I love her little pokey thingy out of her chest. RIP her soul. I, you know, yeah. I don't know. Come on. When you love someone or something, Lots of things, just you overlook them. That's Bumps and are, are non-factors. 
especially us as women, we overlook a lot of shit, whether it's same-sex relationships or whether it's dating a man. Mm. We overlook a lot of things, and that's just... No, 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 when they were in a relationship with a woman, they would overlook some of the same shit that they would shoot a dude down for doing that a woman's doing. Why is that? Well, it shouldn't be that way. If you're going to shoot one down, you shoot the other down for the same shit. I, I, I just think that, you know, what it should be. If you have a preference or this is how you like things, it shouldn't change because of, you know, female male. Um, yeah that definitely doesn't change and then it also depends on I don't know what area of your life you're in maybe because you know I've had relationships where I felt like it was best for me to just be quiet or not say anything or overlook this and I don't know you just question I don't know. You just get to a point in any relationship. I don't think it's male or female. I think it's just experience where you figure out what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept out of your partner, regardless of gender. So I don't think it has anything to do with gender. I think it just has to do with time and learning. Like I learned for me, I'm not that person who can, like I know that lots of things can be overlooked. So I don't overlook pretty much anything. I have conversations about pretty much everything. Try to talk it out first. But then, yeah, I don't, like, male or female, you're not going to be in a relationship with me at this point in my life. And, like... We like you, though, because you you analyze everything. You analytical. So, of course, you're going to want to talk it out. Uh, But what about, like, well, we, uh, what about the other people, like you said, because... I with you or let's be upfront with this shit. I, it's, look, what I'm basically asking you, so will you overlook a pet peeve with your significant other? If that pet peeve bothers you, will you overlook that? What are you willing to overlook or what are you willing to clamp on? Like, I don't like that shit. Like, or should you clamp on everything you don't like? That's the question I'm asking. No, it's not a clamp on everything. I think everybody has like a breaking point. We have certain things that maybe bother us, but are tolerable so we may say something about it but we don't talk about it too often because it's tolerable and then you have things that are just pet peeves that are just like unacceptable not doing that so for me that would be lying I don't do that okay. like we grown okay, I, like yes. I mean you like one thing for me for sure that's a deal breaker and somebody asked me this they're like oh is smoking cigarettes a deal breaker I said, um, you know, yes, um, but sometimes I'm open to it. But the problem with that is that I'm allergic to it. So I can have a very bad reaction to it. So if someone's lying to me about them smoking and they even come near me or like kiss me or whatever, it's, it's, you know, it's not going to be a good reaction. And that's the thing. And for you, that's serious, you know, and if you know they don't know that in our line then yeah that puts you at risk and that's why I feel like and I push and I just push for transparency and honesty because at this point if everything's out on the table what's there to there's nothing to worry about because we're being open 
Like, for example, I like if I say, you know, if Khadija would have said, if you start smoking cigarettes, you know, we're just not going to be together. I don't want you smoking cigarettes. Then I would say, you know, okay, I'll do everything that I can to quit smoking cigarettes. So I feel like as long as the other person is willing to compromise and they can say what a hard no is for them, then you're even. But I feel like a lot of people have a hard time accepting what they can and can't do sometimes. Like a lot of times our mindset is that we want to do something, but sometimes we just can't, you know? So I feel like everybody just has to be accepting of what they can and can't bring to the table. And as long as we're being open, then ain't got no worries. That's what I told the guy. I was like, as long as you brush your teeth and, and wash your hands and your face after the fact, I'll be okay. But if not, you already know I'm going to have a reaction to it, you know? Look, I, I like, don't know no one would lie. I got to ask you this. Was, was, was he able to do that, though? Because some people would have washed their face after that. Yeah, he actually did it. And it was a smooth relationship because of it. But I think he just got like tired it. of having to do that. And I maybe okay. he felt like he was having to hide something about himself, but it's not like I didn't know that he smoked. I obviously knew. He just didn't want to make the accommodation. A lot of people don't want to put in the work because they feel like, oh, this relationship is too much work. I shouldn't have to do this. Yep. Why is that you think, y'all? Why do you think that people sometimes would have not put in the work? Like, uh, what I find out is a lot of people like to take out more than they give in. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, they take more than they give. And why do you think that dynamic happens in a relationship? Because people have to have boundaries, like she said earlier, like Shai Khan said earlier. You just have to know what you're willing to accept. Oh, I like that. You now, have what do you guys think? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you can go ahead. No, I was, I was going to change the subject and ask about these uh, killer hornets they're talking about. Because I had Oh, love. <laughs> oh yeah. We can definitely <laughs> talk about those. I've seen those too. And call me a bit of a conspiracy theorist. My brain is always on a thousand. But I just feel like it's really strange that you have this coronavirus A that's here, right? So that's your virus. Then you have all these spores, you know, going on everywhere then on top of that our food supply is now low now we have hornets on top of that that's going to further crash our food supply and i just feel like either it's the end of days or it's like biological terrorism like what's really going on and how does america make half of the coronavirus total a million cases in the u.s out of 185 countries oh no we we just hit 3.5 million today Dang. And you know what to tell you that? That's what they they hide them dates. Oh no, they no, hide the dates. It's three point five million. It's in America, yes, we're a fail. We're the greatest country, and we have the most oh, deaths. Wow. That's a fail. We surpassed. But that's the, uh, epic. What the fuck? I think this is what's happening. I think it's probably has something to do with the Bible or the powers that be. They're trying to make it seem like we're in the end times. Maybe to put people into a panic. Well, I gotta go with I gotta go with they, they trying to make it seem because look, I'm a still I'm a firm believer here in the red eye report. At the end of the time, you go through all 
the zodiac signs. So for anybody that's worrying about this in the days, to me, you got other things to worry about in the end of the day. You ain't gonna be here when that's what I'm talking about. I don't we I don't know like that. we're in the end times right now. I don't. I really don't believe that, to be honest with you. Say again now? I definitely hope not, but then for it to be biological warfare, like at least like that's ten times worse. I'd rather believe in freaking it being the coming of God than to believe that there is some just random person out here to destroy the United States. Bad is always worried about population control and resources. So yep. bad would do shit like this because he got to worry about Of course population. it's man. This is, this is all man. We know this. Enough resources out here for everybody. So only man would make this so... Look, when it comes to a point that Corona, everybody can get tissue and after Corona, you can't get tissue, that's got to be... That had to help the tissue industry. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because now I can only buy tissue that costs eight dollars. I used mm-hmm. to buy tissue that cost two dollars. See what I'm talking about? It's so shit ridiculous. Like I went online and the shit was sixty dollars for a pack of toilet paper. Why? <laughs> Look, man. Uh, I was at Target and I wanted some motherfucking sanitizer. You know they selling sanitizer in Target for ten dollars. Sanitizer, ten dollars. And if you saw the size. of Bottle, you'll be like, for real though? Really though? $10? I mean, it's just some of the most ridiculous shit that they doing out here. And um, you know, going back to what you said about the hornets and shit, there's a funny thing that kill hornets. You know that you have to be, look, they call them killer hornets and they are killers. But you do realize you have to be stung by like five of them to die, right? And that's what I'm saying. That's what makes me think that if it is man-made, I don't believe it came from the U.S. I believe it probably it did come, did come from, from another country. Because if you think about it, why would the U.S. So want... Huh? See, no, I was saying, see, you got to think about this right here. Some of those killer hornets that you think of the killer hornets are actually nanobites and shit. That's what you gotta think about. Cause they could be robotic. Shit. They could be drones for all we know. Yes, that was, uh, they got yeah. the tiny ass look. They got the flying, um, the flies, the drone flies, they got the drone flies. And look, some of them flies were running around New York City infecting people with the corona. That's what I'm saying. And here's my thing to y'all about the corona. I'd rather call that shit the corona than to call that shit covert 19. Do you hear the name of that shit? Do you hear it in its name, covert? The shit says it in itself. Like, yo, I'm covert. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, think about that shit. I'm covert. You know what I'm saying? This already tells you that I'm a secret. You ain't supposed to know about me. I'm on the low, dog. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't like the name they gave it anyway. That's first of all. That's just like that's weird. Um, you know what I'm saying? I just don't like the odds because if that's the which you know, and I I'm not doubting that it very well could be. A, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not. I'm just one of those people where if I don't know something, I try to just leave it at that. But no, if you don't, you have to go research. That's uh-huh. first. That's what right out here, all things in the same. Read that report. We talk about if you don't know exactly. something. Exactly. Research, and we tell everybody. What exactly. You got to go research. If you don't, like some something we saying, 
You think we all look? Go research it. Give us some feedback. We we take positive criticism. So, we, we not the all, all. I'll tell y'all where I'm at once y'all done talking. I'm gonna tell y'all where I'm at. Okay, and then the last thing I'm gonna say is it's just crazy how we have something to pretty much combat on all fronts. You're already dealing with wars. You're already dealing with this virus. Then you're saying this virus is gonna come times two when come winter because it's gonna be mixed in with the regular flu and something else. So this is supposed to get way worse. Yet they're trying to open up the country like they haven't already infected enough people. They're trying to get some more people infected. And if it is, they haven't infected enough people. That's oh, yeah. Say. And then the hornets. The hornets aren't really deadly to us, but they're definitely deadly to our crops. Luckily, I think our weed is good, but I don't think they're. I don't know if they're deadly to animals or not, but the concern for me is that if we're about to be taken over by killer hornets when our food supply is already low and they're going to kill it even more, what are we going to do for food? What is America going to look like in two years? Well, they're killing our bees. The only animal that they're really affecting are the bees. And once the bees go, like Einstein said, then humans mm. go. Because they're well, the ones that help, you know, with the pollination and stuff. So it's very critical for us bees. to have bees. And I feel like, you know, Trump finally got what he wanted. He got to close that Mexican border. And I would not doubt that it was a Trump fight or that Trump was behind this. He's willing to go so far. I do not trust this administration. He's willing to go so far to let the economy crash. To make it seem like China did this. Now they just found out that this thing actually mutated and it came, it's a different strain that came from Europe. Yes, it originated in China, but then it went to Europe and then it came from there. But there were three professors from Boston, Cambridge University and another one, right? Three. And one of them was like a Jewish guy and he was paid $50,000 a month plus 1.5 million, right? For the research for the biochemical weapons gave it to China okay so it came from America and no one's being held accountable the president reacted and responded too slow and then they all had can a meeting I, I, all, all the United Nations had a nice little meeting about the health world health organization and guess what they did they said hey do you guys want these tests because guess what this thing is breaking out in China and it's about to go crazy and we were like, no, we don't want the testing kits. We'll be fine. This isn't that bad. This isn't that bad. They already gave us information. Did they warn us? No. They waited until mid-March to warn the rest of the world. When December, January, New York was already informed on the news. Why? Because this is the state. I live in New York, by the way. This is the state where Donald Trump mm. is from. Mm. And not only that, though. But you look at the states that were hit the hardest, those supposedly the epicenters of the outbreak. These are all places that have high, and I'm saying very high, homeless rates. You know what I'm saying? And now those same places ain't even talking about what kind of care they did for the homeless people. That's what I'm telling you. So look at New York. A lot of homes. California, a lot of homes. Washington. Well, I don't know about homes. California and the other states, but last night when they were cleaning out the subway systems, they had a homeless task force getting the homeless into a shelter, giving them a place to stay and giving them resources. And the homeless well, actually accepted because of the conditions. 
well, let me tell you down here, my shelters were basically put in effect that you couldn't come to the shelter unless you were six beyond food That's and crazy. wash your ass. So you can't stay there unless you're 60. And how many 60 homeless people do you know? Not many you know at all. So no, no, no. Thank you. That's what we're trying to say. Not many at all. For them other people, that them younger people, they turned away. Ooh. They had to start staying under bridges and shit. Affecting mm-hmm. themselves. Look, I saw one picture where they showed a homeless woman in Florida who was bathing her ass in the motherfucking little pond they had in the middle of the city and shit. She had a scrubber and everything, scrubbing her back. Wow. And that type of shit. That's you know sad. what I'm saying? It really is because That's he was sad. Hurt. That's why I said this is a Trump fight that did this. It's to cause division. Look, a lot of people, they hate Asian people now. There was some Chinese man was attacked the other day in Philly. They beat the shit out of him. Then this lady was sitting at the bus stop yesterday. These two teenage uh, African-Americans kicked her in the face on video. Yeah, so now they're mistreating black people that live in China and in Asia because it's all to cause division. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised. I call them the Trump okay. if they did this to cause division. Well, let me let me say this right here. I'm gonna put a little bit on the Trump, uh, uh, the Trump motherfuckers, but then again, I'm also gonna put a little bit of pressure on a couple of those families that secretly rule the country. Like Trump got a, you know what I'm saying? But like, what I'm telling them is like with this pandemic, for example, and shit, right? And all the money they gave out to the corporations and they still listen, they gave they will quit the refund. This is the shit I'm putting out to you. Look, they will quit the refund the private, the uh, small business money that ran out, right? And that shit ran. How you lose how do you run out of billions of dollars sure. in three weeks? That's first of all. I mean, who the what the fuck? A they lot. did the math on that? That's a billion dollars. And you did it in three weeks? Come on. It should have took your ass three months. Fuck around. Let's be honest. They redistributed the wealth to the uh, wealthy people. Same shit happened under the Obama administration. Money went missing. Same shit. Same shit. So my thing to you is, so they ain't have no problem passing that again, but they wanted to pass you, American citizen, going through this shit, $1,200. And supposed to say that was supposed to set you right. Pay a bill. And now these niggas is hesitant on sending out a second round of money. Now, let me ask y'all this question. Because, see, this is the main thing you got to understand. You know why they want the country to go back to water in, in May and not June? Hmm. Do y'all really know why? Because of the see, if, because the, of the retrograde, the moon phases. Well, that's partly. I'm not going to discredit that. But the other part to that situation is, in June, if the shit goes till June, they've got to send a second round of stimulus. If the shit can get cleared up in May, they can front and not send that second round. And that's what all them old fuckers, and this ain't got, look, Trump's a part of this shit, but you got motherfuckers like Mick McConaughey, and you got other dumb ass Republican senators that don't want to help the American people. They wanna talk that they wanna help the American people, but they don't give a fuck about the American people. Because anybody in their right mind would have known when they first talked about the stimulus, they said 3,200 is what the American people need. This is before a key, 3,200. This is before you add a married person into the equation. <laughs> this is 3,200, an individual. 
to make it through this. This is what they said. And then they renegotiated from motherfucking 3,200 to 1,200. Do you understand? The shit went from 3,200, then it was 2,600. Then they said, no, 2,400. No, Why then they do you said, think no, that 1, Nancy Pelosi was so fucking mad? Because she knew that the people deserved more. They deserved better. Yeah. You know? Ah, look. I like Nancy's bitch ass, but they years heard what I said. Nancy's a bitch ass. You know what I'm saying? Her ass, look, late night, she called Trump and they conversate with each other. I don't trust her bitch ass. Fuck around. <laughs> she helped out. Look, her state was one of the one of the main states that got that goddamn money. Like, you know, like my state, for example, North Carolina. We we didn't get none of that motherfucking uh, small business money. Our state got skipped. But them people, them big wig people. You said, Thank okay, you. Well, I didn't get the small business loan. Now, we, we, we okay. missed out the first round. We had to catch okay. it the second round. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You know what I'm saying? We got it, but we get it, we didn't get it the first round because what happened was Mitch McConaughey, um, various other senators like Nancy, them, them cities, them big boy places yeah. got their money first. You see what I'm saying? Then it trickled down. Look, it was just like, for example, on um, CC, your governor, he was on the shit talking. And he was talking about how your city gives the government $29 million, right? Mm-hmm. And shit every year. And then he talked about how motherfucking Mitch McConaughey and a couple of three other senators, Mitch McConaughey's sake doesn't pay in nowhere near 29 billion but guess how much money they take out y'all mm. 37 billion mm. this is what they take out every year it has to be a balance somewhere it has look CP, it has to be we all can't not be robbing from the same motherfucking cradle that's all we saying we all want to rob from the same cradle shit me you keep robbing from look man it's my main thing y'all and i say this all the time and I just don't think sometimes rich people and the elite understand this. You've got to have poor people. Yeah. I'm sorry. They coexist. If there's no poor people, who do you impress with your rich shit? Because <laughs> rich people don't be impressed by other rich people. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you can't impress another rich person. We both rich. Yeah. Fuck around. We equals. They're, How the fuck can I impress you and we equal? They're just gonna but kill if each we're other. not equal, come on. Who are they come gonna on. have as worker bees? Because white boy don't like to work. That's what my coworker used to say when we worked in in the kitchen at Outback years ago. He used to be like, white boys don't like to work. <laughs> you see that same shit uh, um, in shit on uh, Chicago? White boys don't like to work. Um. You laughing? You I mean, laughing now? Sounds like it might be it's crazy today. because <laughs> I've worked around a lot of different, you know, races and ethnicities and shit. So, um, you do get some white boys uh, being lazier than everybody else. It's true. <laughs> they they believe that they deserve office jobs like. They need to have the tuxedo and tie right away, like as an entry level. And they don't know that there's a process to it. You got to start from the bottom yeah. and work your way up. Mm. Like, it goes straight up. 
Twitter, on news and um insurance and shit, is it the same way there too and shit, Nina? Where the white people you work with feel like they're entitled or something like that? Situation? Um, no. It seems like I work at a place where race doesn't really matter. It's just people in general. Everything is like like, pretty much behind a computer. But I will say that um, it doesn't matter white or black. I think some people just are lazy and some people are not. Like, that's just the bottom line. Some people... So let me ask you. Let me let's move it first past. Uh, let's move it past lazy for a second, and let's discuss this. What do y'all think about self motivation? Do you think that's what it? You know, I had to go there. You know, I had to go there. So, and I was about to say, it's the people who I feel like if we feel like they're not working as hard is either a maybe they're lazy but laziness does tie into self-motivation and so that takes it to well what does this person have going on at home because that's going to affect whatever's going on at work and i think because for me honestly last week we had a um and this is probably the only group i'll stay in because they've taken up too much of my time but my job finally Um, let us do some groups where you can do like fit club or walking club and some other things so I joined the clubs or whatever and I completely just drew a blank talking about the people in the club oh okay you tell us about you joined the clubs and um, self-motivation oh boom okay so I joined the club and I was having yoga with Tracy because that's a part of my fit club so that chair yoga okay I think it's like a handful of us maybe like nine or ten of us I don't know maybe less not very many small groups but it was freaking amazing it was freaking amazing if I could do that I don't know if it was her voice or just maybe she's good at yoga instructing I don't know but I had my little rain jobs playing in the background and it was like amazing and I feel like my whole attitude changed after that like I've just been on a go since then and I feel like maybe we should take a few moments and really do that to meditate and to yoga and just gain perspective because I've never felt that great like that was the best 15 minutes I've like ever had and can I touch on that topic like meditating like a lot of people yes, think that meditating is like you sitting there and being like, um, exactly. no, not everybody can meditate mm-hmm. like that. Everybody has a different no. level. It's just like not everybody mm-hmm. learns the same way. Like my friend, for example, he goes on long walks and he'll think mm-hmm. and that's his meditation. And yeah. some people, they exercise. That's their meditation. Some people clean the house, especially when they're upset. Okay. That's their meditation. When you can't meditate, here's what a, a yoga kundalini guy told me. is like, just lay there in the bed and do nothing for an hour. So I have to do that in the morning mm. before I even get up. When I get up in the morning, um, I, um, I give thanks for, for another day in my mind. And then I And that's where I sit in there uh, 15 minutes and I might play, like you said, some tones. Or I might play some hype music that I like, and I'm just sitting there, just thinking, reflecting about yesterday, 
day will come and then tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Just taking that mental time because see, when you meditate, you're actually clearing your mind of all the clouds and all the jumbulation that you face when you go out in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that shit is just that moment of clarity. It, you know, it's nothing like a moment of clarity, people at home. Mm-hmm. You, you gonna feel good, like she was saying, and it like it does something to your soul. But that goes back to our talk about that CC and I have about your mental, your spiritual, and your physical and shit, Nina, and how they have to be in line with one another and shit. Yep. And the more they're in line, the better that you feel. And one of the things we talk about is how, like, at any time, any one of them can take control. Sometimes your physical has to take control. And your spiritual and your mental have to take the co-pilot seat. But understand, if you're in line with all three of them, then when you did that trifecta, they were all in agreement with who needed to take control at that time. See, what a lot of people do is they allow those planes to control them mm. and lead them. So sometimes they lead them with their spiritual self. Sometimes they lead them with their physical self. And sometimes they lead them with their mental. But understand, they're not in control at the moment of what they're leading with. And you want to be in control of those planes and lead from a, a place of agreement. Now, what y'all think about that? Because what I'm saying is, you got to meditate. And, I, and, I, and look, what CC was saying about that, that clarity, and how people don't do it the same way. It's no wrong way to meditate. It's just about fact. taking a couple of minutes out of your time. That's a fact. I want to touch on what Shytown said, uh, where she said, you know, she just felt like she was in a, a better mood. You know, I was at work one day, and there's this one girl. She's just really difficult to be around. Like, she's so negative. I just kind of had to change my mood, you know, and I was like, let me just stay positive, even though she's pissing me off, and let's see what happens. So I stayed positive, and by the end of the day, we actually mm-hmm. had a good day. Yeah. So it's all about changing your mentality and, again, being kind to people, you know, and so not being back an to your universe, putting out that type of energy. You know, that, you know, I like always wear anything back to the universe, you know, because that's what you're saying. You can't be an asshole. There's no, look. People think assholes win. Mm-mm. They win in their own way. Right. They're not winning in the look. There's ways to win. Look, I look. Let me tell y'all something, people at home. Just as well as God, oh, um, rewards the people that have faith and follow Him, and you know, do the right things that they're supposed to do. That He rewards them, but just so is the same as the devil. He rewards those people that follow him and do those things. That's what I'm saying. Come on. You can't think that God is going to reward and the devil won't. He will too. He got some good followers. He got some good worshipers. You know what I'm saying? He reward them and make them feel like they winning and shit. But you can't let that interfere with your winnings and worry about what another man's winning. Because remember, not all winnings come from the above. That's all I'm telling you. That's very, very true. Nothing from down there. But, um... (laughs) No, you don't. And let me tell you, the down there have gave you some rewards, though. 
but you were strong enough in the future to recognize what he was trying to do. Because trust me, he will reward you too. He would try to conflict you and make you think his reward came from God. That's a trick. You know what I'm saying? You know, the devil rewards bad behavior. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? You know? And shit. Into doing bad behavior. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to tell Dukes the other day, y'all. I said, shit, every time we come out here, we ride and we always cussing people out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Dukes. Something wrong. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? So then she thought about it. And now when we went out, she didn't cuss less because the demon was around. So see, you got to be willing to acknowledge because people be having binding demons, regular demons around them, mm-hmm. trying to bind you, trying to prevent you from doing the shit that you're meant to do. See, everybody mm-hmm. has a purpose here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the greatest thing that you can do is to fulfill your purpose. A lot of people leave this planet and they didn't fulfill their purpose. That's Come a fact. On. And they not fulfilling their purpose affected a lot of people around them, which caused those same people not to meet their purpose. Come on. And you know, if people tell you that there is no purpose for you, they're fucking lying. It is. You might have been for you to talk to that old lady to give her some encouraging words. That was your purpose. That was your moment. That was for you to do what you were supposed to do. That's all it was. That's it. You know what that elaborates on that a little bit more? Um, this is this may sound weird and funny, but I was watching this episode of SpongeBob. And so everybody was getting an award on the show. Like somebody was like the, the greatest this, the greatest that. And you know, Patrick was sad because he didn't get any award because he's always lazy. And then I think at the end of the episode, he got an award for being like the person. <laughs> at least he got an award. Right? <laughs> I mean, sorry. So that's, yeah. So that's like, <laughs> that's <laughs> horrible. But no, that's true too. And <laughs> like you said, everyone does have a purpose. And I'll take that literally because at work, I will be honest. I've had so much going on, just like back to back to back to back to back, that I wanted to probably try harder at work, but I get easily discouraged. So, and I kind of do a little bit of um, sales. So if I get, you know, my first call in the morning is a hard no, or someone's in a bad mood, it's gonna affect my mood immediately typically it does and then that like sets me off for the whole day so that on top of just everything else i'm just like ugh, i don't want to do this job i don't think i'm happy here i'm meeting my goals but i'm not really doing anything spectacular and i'm missing a lot of time so i was just like really frustrated with myself And so then we had a little award meeting similar to such. And I'm looking at all these people get these nice awards for all these reliable sales. And I'm just like, okay, it's time to turn because that's their purpose for me. So maybe I did have a little bit of Patrick and maybe I was a little lazy, but thankfully a lot of stuff is off my plate and I can be a little more focused now. So thank you for being my purpose, Shamika at work, who I just want to beat her just because she's so condescending. We had a meeting 
about people who wanted to increase their sales. And she literally said in the chat, um, I didn't know that this meeting was for people who were lacking. And I'm like, okay, I understand that you have like a million and one sales, but that doesn't mean you get to throw shade at everybody else. Like, calm down. That's a, a true but asshole move there. You're That's undercover, though. That's not an upfront ass. They were undercover in that shit. And uh, how did you uh, feel about that shit? Did you, did you feel like she was throwing you? Not me like in particular, that? just people in general. Like, not everyone. Like, don't get me wrong. I do okay. Because when I'm there, I try to be on the phone, you know, pretty much the whole time, unless I'm checking on James. And I try to stay dialed in. I may not pitch on every call, but something usually falls in my lap. So I end up having a good day. Like, all in all, I do pretty good. I just haven't really tried to pitch anything. But now that they have awoken this monster, I'm like slowly trying to like be like, okay, girl, get your confidence, working into your call. I've like really been working on this. And I did have some help from some other people. So shout out to them. And I finally have a groove and like it's, I'm off to a really good month, so I just hope it stays this way. But well, it's it, not the hope because see, first of all, here in the Red Eye yeah. Court, we don't use words like hope. Oh yes, I know, I know. I'm sorry, but yeah, definitely, it's gonna be a freaking amazing May. But when she said the word lacking, I didn't even take it personally. Like, and that's just how I am. I didn't even think about myself. I thought about all the other people, including me who are in that meeting and like actually are trying to deal with everything that they have going on, they're still making to you that's lacking. To them, that's pretty spectacular because they probably had to find the strength to do it. I know that I did. So I don't think I was lacking at all. I think I was working pretty damn hard to make sure I was where I was. So perception though. I like it. I like your perception of it. And let me just throw this out for y'all too and people at home with what she was saying about that in general. Like, you know, it gave her extra energy. But first things first, we want to say, Chantal, when you go to work, you need to go ahead and meditate 15 minutes before you go in the building to get your energies right because you got to have your energy right because it's all about your energy. But see, a lot of times what we do is we allow other people's energy is what me and CC like to call. She like to call, I like to call them the succubus and what okay. you like to call them the vampires, the leeches. You know, they like yes. to leech your energy and shit. You know what I'm talking about? And see, so we got to stop them from leeching our energy. That's first off. And stop them trying to be a succubus of our energy. You know what I'm saying? Now, look, that's what you're supposed to do. And I like what you're saying, Nina. You're supposed to take that fuel that you have right there, like you said. And you're supposed to use that to excel above what they think other people are capable of. Because right now, you're supposed to be a team player. You're in a unit. Even though you're excelling as an individual, you still have to recognize that you're part of a team. And the better all my mm-hmm. team do, the better we all do. Come on. Already. Yeah. You know, and that's the sometimes where we get headstrong and step above ourselves and shit, y'all. And we can't do that as people. And, you know, especially out here, especially at this time right now, y'all. Look, we need to be able to, look, your neighbor needs to be able to depend on you to a certain extent. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
you know what I'm saying? Like, to a certain extent. But, like, right now, I say that shit, but my niggas don't give a fuck about us. <laughs> shit me. They in their own little, you know, and that's... That's weird. You know, that's very weird how people grow up today. Because back in the day, like, when my grandparents weren't home to watch me or my mom wasn't home, my niggas yep. would all look out. That's true shit. Thank you. So that's that's very weird. And like, if your kids would act up back in the day, somebody would give your kid an ass whooping. So it's just different. I got brought home with an ass whooping. <laughs> what you mean? Then got one. I got to the crib. I know about that. I experienced what you're exactly talking about. <laughs> and it's weirder now because these motherfucking neighbors, man. Look, I got one neighbor, right? And they Wi-Fi. I'm pretty sure. And I speak this two year the red report. I'm pretty sure they Wi-Fi fucked up because they always outside on their phone. So that already tells you they watch they signal fucked. So I'm like, I be trying to catch them because I'm that one. I'm your neighbor, and we in Corona. I give you our code to our Wi-Fi so mm-hmm. you can be able to be freely in the house with your phone. Mm-hmm. But every time you try to catch them and tell them that shit, they always running their ass in the house. <laughs> so I never can tell them. Hey, we got some neighbors like that here too. Shit. Oh, exactly what you mean. Yeah. These neighbors are different nowadays. Like, I don't man. know. Man, I just when they, when they don't see shit. You don't ask them nothing. A neighbor won't see nobody come to your crib. Nothing. They ain't nope. see shit. Mm. They'll see the wrong shit. They don't see the right shit. Let me rephrase it. They see the wrong shit. They see that bill collector knocking at your door. They're quick to tell you about that motherfucker. You know somebody <laughs> knocking at your door hard as hell, right? <laughs> and then, I don't know. I guess I grew up a little uh, bit different. How you grow up? You grow up. No, my mom, like my mom just did not let me go to people's houses. Like that just was not, that's not how she operated. And that's how I am with my son. Like, honestly, if it's not my mom, nobody watches James. Like I would never send him to a neighbor's house. I just don't trust people. Could be from childhood, could be not. But in order for me, like, yeah, no. If I ever, the only time I ever dropped James off somewhere was probably once. And I didn't even feel comfortable. Yeah, my first, I could say, like, my first, like, sexual encounter, I guess you could say, a woman that was a neighbor actually came on to me as a kid. But I didn't know. I was confused. So I could see right by that. I just, I know that I have his best interest at heart. So it was just like, boom. I mean, look what you just said. Yo, wait a minute. Now, let's back up quick. Let's think about what she just said. You were saying that you don't let the son go. I can't hear you, uh, B Dog. Can, can, can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was saying, think about what, what she said. Now, you saying you wouldn't let your son go to a neighbor's house. And she's saying she was let to go to a neighbor's house. And they tried and to touch her in a funny way. That happened really to right you. Because you know what's crazy is I just feel like I know that that's something that can happen in your own home, you know, just off life. So I know yeah, for sure true. I'm not gonna go send them to somebody else's, and that's just how I am. Like I, my neighbors were cool. Next door neighbor Charlene, she's cool. We say hi and bye. She's come in a couple times all day, but I'm not gonna trust you so far as to keep my child. Like I don't know the working of your home right, like right, that right. or you like that, right? Like. 
yeah my daughter always asks me can she sleep over somebody's house and she probably gets mm-hmm. mad at me because i don't let her go and i'm like no you're not and that's how nobody's house especially if there's a man in the house that's how my mom yeah. was sleepovers i rarely got to go to a sleepover if i went to a sleepover man it must have been a phenomenon because it just didn't happen and that's only because of what happened to her in her childhood so it's like it's the ongoing cycle and just when you know what can happen you're just not gonna risk it well let me tell you something funny about that like for me to be able to like I had a lot of sleepovers at my house and even did but like for me to be able to sleep over somebody's house my people had to like vent them out and shit like they the feds and shit that's the question interrogate make sure shit was and then even then when the kids that would come over to spend the night yep. same shit she would have to go over there to their parents and, and exactly. ask them what they were about shit like that and I respected that shit because you know you look not all look there was a couple of kids my people kept me away from and guess what? Later in life, they told me they had mental issues, and that's why they kept me away from them. Not saying it like that, but they, you know what I'm saying? The elevator didn't go up. You know what I'm talking about? Shit, me. Come on. Right. I had one of one of my childhood friends, his dad. Um, I never told my mom because I didn't really think too much of it because I would always go the next day, even though they were, like, traumatized. So... One of my um, neighbors down the street, his dad would actually lock us up in the room when we were six years old and he would uh, play porn. And I would just get scared and hide underneath the bed. And then he would leave the window open. So when the episode was done and I came out from underneath the bed, he would wear like clown masks or like Freddy Krueger masks and scare me through the window. So that was like my childhood, you know? And then I remember one time it was Halloween and it was a bunch of boys, right? The only girls were me and my sister. And then they were like, come here. And I was like, what, what happened? And uh, they're like, knock on the box. So I knocked on this thing that looked like a coffin and they fucking pushed me into the coffin and they sat on top of it as a joke. And I was like crying to get out of it, you know? So it was things like that, you know? But it made me, I can say it made me tougher. Well, yeah, I think so too. I grew up with all boys. My cousin used to do. Well, hold on, hold on. Why did I ask you? I just cut you off, but, you know, um, it's your shot. Do you, uh, you know, because we understand that y'all, you know, rainbow represents. So we ask you a rainbow question. Uh, did you have that as well, though, where you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that situation for you, Nina, or Chicago, what's up with it? Or the ease. Oh, yeah. um, uh, it was pretty much easy. Like, I pretty much knew what it was from an early age. I think all my cousins, well, I grew up, all my cousins were boys. So I, I did what the boys did basketball running through creeks and shit running in the streets getting fucked up jumping fences so they pretty much knew (laughs) 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 
when you a female in the cars, we pretty much know Barbies is out of the question. You know what I'm talking about? You know, I just say, you know. I was with them, but I, I was too, they wouldn't let me do too much at an early age, so. But yeah, they pretty much knew, I knew, and it was, it was all good. They just treated me no differently. Oh, you, I like that shit, though, when you say that shit, Shantown, because that's where it should always yeah, exactly. be treated differently. That's what I'm, that's, that's why, first of all what I'm going to say. Yeah. Come on now. You no know, you know, museum. Him. He says he's not like he doesn't. He doesn't care for the gay community like that. But he says that they still deserve respect. You know, because just because a person is gay, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't respect them. Because well, people are gonna like who they like. Well, let's speak on that because you know I didn't got in trouble a few times up here talking about them. They ain't like that. And I just want to say this right here, like no disrespect to that community and shit but like you said again they just want the same type of respect and again I always confuse like when people get into that shit like I don't know why how somebody busts down be a concern and that's of my because that's what this all falls down to bust down <laughs> you know what I mean right. exactly like down. it doesn't affect you this is their personal life like I <laughs> don't understand but I will say <laughs> That's what I say about America. For me personally, I don't think it was easy. I don't think it was easy at all because you have your childhood, you have your parents, everybody who raised you to be a certain way. You know, I was heavy in Catholic church and um, just everything. So when I grew up... Oh, that's really difficult for you being heavy in Catholic church. Oh, man. I have a really heavy like religious or like spiritual background I'll say so I struggled really hard for a long time because I'm like you know what I don't want to go to hell like I don't I still struggle with this like I don't want to you know go to hell but at the end of the day I can't what what am I supposed to do let me ask you you this question though because let me ask you this though so because to me now, this is my opinion here, Red Art. It's nobody else's opinion. We're not affiliated with nobody. This is not, uh, uh, this is not all the things that change. This is not uh, Chicago Townsend. But I just got to ask this question and this shit. So when you, um, when you, for me, the Bible said that the, the, the sin is teaching somebody to be gay. So in the return, what I thought this sin meant and you need to repent is if you tried to touch somebody that won't gay and you tried to make them gay. You get what I'm trying to talk about? Like, you knew in your heart right. you felt that. What, 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 what I was saying, she felt that in her heart. No one taught her that. And in the Bible, all I read was that the, this the sin was to be taught that. Not that if you felt that, that's what you felt. It is what it is. And exactly. That was my thing Let too. Me not, so... I started read. I downloaded this Bible app just because I wanted to read, familiarize myself with the Bible. And in Revelations, towards the back, it specifically states unnatural sexual encounters. So if it wasn't meant naturally, regardless of anything else, it's supposed to be a sin. But then I just have this really hard time believing. Okay, so I didn't ask to be here. 
I'm here. I didn't ask to like women. I do. So like, how am I the one being punished for this? I didn't ask for any of this. It's because people misinterpret the Bible. They don't know what they're reading. You know, people misinterpret the Bible. Half of the people that talk about the Bible and are judgmental don't even read mm. the fucking Bible. Okay, that's that's mm. first off. Um, but I just want to say, like, I, I didn't get it in the beginning. Like, we have an entire community for, you know, the LGBTQ in nature and Buddhism. And I didn't get okay. Caitlyn Jenner in the beginning. I'm going to be honest with you. I was totally, I was totally, I was totally against it. And let me tell you why I changed my views on that. Because it was like, he always knew he wanted to, you know, be feminine. Like when I saw him on the Kim Kardashian show, whatever the name of the show is, and he had his long hair, I was like, hmm. And the nails, he always had the nails. Yeah, he I always like, had the nails. I was like, uh, is he sure that he wants to be a man? Like that was the first um, sign for me. Okay, can I ask you this question and, about that as you speak on that though? What? Okay, here's my only weird part about it. He said he, you know, he, you know, and I agree with you. He always was living a man, living a woman. Fair enough. I got a couple of dogs in here. That's um, uh, I got a dog in here right now. That's a, a female. That's actually a boy. But so I understand that about living in a different type of body. But my only quick question was weirdly is that he changed his sex to be a woman to be with a woman. That's my only thing. Yeah, that's why I had a problem with it. But yeah, it's whatever. That's his thing. But what I'm saying is I felt like, you know, he did all these things to win an Olympic gold medal so he can feel better about himself. Like, wow, look, I'm Bruce Jenner. I won the gold medal. And it wasn't fulfilling because he wasn't living in his truth. Mm. And then when he finally came out and it was like, wow, he's so brave because uh, his family, you know, they can act like they, whatever, like they like him. They, they don't like, like this shit. No. Yeah, I don't think they like that at all. But I mean, I'm happy for him because like I said anybody who can live their life and their truth regardless of what anybody else on the outside has to say about it because at the end of the day no one else's opinion matters it's your life and your happiness so let me tell y'all something though not cutting you off this shit Nina I just want to add this in here yo that dude Bruce Jen uh what's his name now and shit Caitlin Caitlin yo he was on that shit that survival show get me out of here, I'm stuck and shit, right? So when he was on that show and shit, when they got a letter from the people at home and shit, look, you know that nigga got kids and shit, right? And shit. So, you know who he got his letter from? He got his letter from a dog and his assistant. That's who wrote oh, damn. the dog and his I'm not saying that, but this is what we saying Ooh. over here. And I think <laughs> It's proud that he was able to be himself. And what we saying is his family ain't even accepting him. That's fucked up on national TV. Y'all didn't send that man in a letter. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Like, you got a twin girl and you got two boys. And not one of these motherfuckers could send you a letter. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that's fucked up, dog. And look, we ain't got the like the fact that you turned into a woman. We don't. Because, see, that's a problem with America. And, you know, and that's a real problem with 2020s America, y'all. Let's speak on this. If I don't like something, I'm wrong for saying I don't like it. Where the fuck did that come from? 
what y'all I, think about it? What I don't like is I felt like he was exploiting the gay community. Does that make sense? Like he was doing it for Hell attention. Yeah. That's how I felt because it's like, how are you gonna change your sex to be a woman to date a woman? It was weird. But whatever, that's weird. the thing. Everybody has their fetish. But then, you know, they you also know say when it comes to that, it's has more to do with um the inner workings of the brain. So who knows? Maybe we've seen him dating women. Maybe he hasn't reached the point where he feels comfortable dating men yet. Maybe his wife was like, you know what? You want to turn into a woman? Fine. I better not see you out here with no man. So you never really know what goes on behind the scenes. Well, I mean, he he, he kept himself a young thing. And from what the motherfuckers say on the young thing stand, he's still hitting them things off with the straps. So I don't know why you had to get rid of your shit and still hit a motherfucker with the strap. That's all I'm telling you. <laughs> Fuck around. Shit me. And you can address like that part is that. I am thinking about the fact that you know you don't even have a hoo-ha anymore. So that's right. You do have to wear one in order to do the do. Oh man. Maybe that's his, that's his fantasy. You <laughs> fantasize about having sex that, with women with a fake Okay, real. Yeah, and that's his fence. People don't always feel me. I always get this. I take this joke, and I like to always quote, quote my source material. That damn uh, funny ass movie. Uh, I think it's uh, American. Damn, it's with the puppets and shit. And uh, in the movie, they talk about how I like seafood. But I'm telling him is this motherfucker said. And this is real shit I'm about to speak to y'all. This motherfucker said he wanted to get rid of his penis and shit, right? And get a vagina, right? And the problem that I'm facing with that proposition is, and remind, make sure we all in the party understand this. See, penis fuck vagina and it fuck hiney. Neither fuck penis. So if you had to be one of the three, I think you would want to be the penis. That's just me. Yeah, if you, if it, 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 it seems like the penis got it the best way. Here's you know, my thing, uh, B dog. Here's my thing. I okay. had a roommate because I partied a lot in the in the gay clubs. I actually partied in the gay club that was shot up in Orlando, mm. Florida. That um, one where your mm. man was, um, you know, that was conspiracy theory that won't real. You know that, right? No, that, that shit was real. Time. That shit was real. No, That's I'm not talking about that. Real. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about yeah, it was real, but the reason. How it went down though, they were check, they were hunting that dude. It oh, wasn't the other way around. Know, I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> my point is, so so many people exploit the gay community, and that's what uh, fucking upsets me. Because I have a okay. friend that she is a lesbian, and so many women will lie to her and tell her that they are mm. lesbians. And a couple months later, I will see these bitches dating men, fucking halfway pregnant. That's that's what upsets me. Don't well, come out here and say that you're fucking gay because you think it's a trend. Because these are people's facts. lives. Straight facts on that. Well, 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 well. Here's my other one. Before you say it, here's my other one with that, with being said. Like, what I don't understand is, like, I don't understand how two heterosexual dudes be together. Like, when I, when I say that, I'm talking about two masculine dudes. Like, it's, it's like... 
Like, both of them like, well, what do you expect? I expect one of these motherfuckers to be feminine. I don't expect both of them to be masculine. Well, everybody has their sexual fantasy. Like yeah. You know, it, yeah. it goes back to what you were talking about, though, but I'm just referring back to what you were saying about with them girls. Like, I know I know a couple of folksters that have told me they'll let a dude still hit. And what I'm telling you, these bitches look manly. <laughs> Fuck around. I wouldn't hit him with the strap. Yeah. What are you talking And I was about? about to say that's really biased because and I get I feel like I have to speak on this because <laughs> I am a I will say I have to classify myself as bisexual because yeah. Oh, you know, enough. I Good I shit. find people attractive. Male, female, doesn't matter. If you're attractive, you're attractive. So I have to consider myself bisexual. However, personally, emotionally, sexually, it's just better for me with the woman. I just connect better with women, i.e. why I have a wife. Now, when I first met Khadija, I did not tell, I didn't tell her I was bisexual and I would never because you get this horrible stigma associated. Mm. Now that's partially my fault because I hadn't come into my truth yet about myself and I wanted to have each side of me from both sides. So whoever didn't agree with what is what I was gonna be because I was all of them and I wasn't ready to say that I was bisexual. So if I was talking to do then I like guys if I'm talking to a girl then yeah I like girls because as soon as you say you're bi it's this assumption that you're just greedy and you're just you just want to just you know have both have it both ways and they don't take you seriously either side uh, that's, what, that's what the new millennial calls pansexual you love everything. right so I, I did struggle with that I do but yeah <laughs> I want you to finish, Nina, but I want I do want you to finish. Um, I just wanted to add it to that was another um. That's why I say y'all gotta go back and listen to some of the other podcasts, people at home, because me and um uh, CC had did a real big thing on what you're talking about and shit. You know what I'm saying and shit and just um the aspects of what you're talking about, like being bisexual. And you know what I'm saying, you no know, identifying like like you said about how when you were with the um man, you you know what I'm talking about, and trying to find the truth in yourself. But finish speaking on what you were saying. Oh, uh, so I just finally um got to the point where I just had to be like one thing about me is I don't like to lie. Lies burn in me like something you just don't even know like if I I just can't hold a lot I will have to eventually come out and say it so we I had a conversation with Khadija and I was like let me just clarify just you know because I have to be open and honest just I want you to know that I classify as bisexual like you know that right and she's like well you have a son so I kind of assumed but at the end of the day like I said I've done a lot of growing and I used to be one of those people who wanted to hide the ugly side to comfort the other person. And now I don't do that anymore. Like, no matter how ugly my truth is, either you'll accept me or you won't. Like, sometimes I'll still slip and say lesbian, I feel like, because I feel like my preference is women. But at the end of the day, I know that I am bisexual. So I try to work on that and make sure I say, you know, though it's no one's business at this point, I'm married, my preferences are out there. But... 
you know, just saying. That's it. Well, well I like what you told the people at home. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, that is a, a very uh, astounding truth that you formulated for yourself. And that's something individual. You get what I'm talking about? And you had to search inward to figure that out about yourself. Because, you know, were you able... Let me ask you a question first. What led you to that discovery? Do you feel what I'm saying, CC, with that? Like, because, you know, it's like one of those things, like, what led you to be a fighter? It's like, what led you there? Shit. Like, was it one of those things where you were realizing, like, for example, because we could, I could sit up my cousin all day, Shatam. I consider my cousin a soft stud. I don't consider her a hard stud. How do you feel about that, dude? How do you feel about your uh, husband? Um, I definitely feel like she's just her. <laughs> like, and I think that's what I like. Okay, come you on. Know, not- oh, that's what exactly what I, I, I had lost my thought, y'all. And CC, this is what I was trying to say to you as well. Nita. Uh, that goes back to me. It seems like to me, you're attracted to the masculine and the feminine and to the people, to people that are in touch with both. Like with Shawtown, I feel like Shawtown is in touch with both her feminine and her masculine self. Mm-hmm. And a lot of individuals, we don't like for a long time, y'all. People at home, I identify with my masculine self. It wasn't until I had a baby girl that I actually started identifying with my feminine self. Now I always had mm-hmm. a couple of feminine things, but to I actually I start identifying it and start realizing that. It's to made me a little softer and allowed me to be more complete because you have you have to be in touch with both of those sides. But you're not gay. Clarify now. Oh no, I'm not gay. No, no, hell no. No, what I'm saying to it is what I mean by that is that I'm still I'm in touch with my manly self and I'm in touch with my feminine self. Like I, I can show emotion and shit like that, but nah, nah, hell no. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we can show emotion and you know be still strong and that's what are you, you saying um nina what i'm asking you is is that what attracted you to you know shot to have that quality because when you say that you bisexual that doesn't yeah. mean that you know because i don't like to see the gay people that not saying it like this like i'm supposed to see y'all a certain kind of way but i don't like to see the female that's overly manly and i don't like to see the dude that's overly female you know what i'm saying like, like, like the natural balance but yes some people are personality extremes so you we have all different personalities and some of us have the extreme side of that personality so you get some of the over accentuators but like with Khadija it it didn't even it wasn't even about male or female or stud or femme or anything because how I was or how we started talking was because one of her friends introduced her to me and I really only for what like one time and not really all of her most of our conversations were on the phone so I didn't know what she was it wasn't it that didn't have anything to do with it it we just vibed off talking yeah that again Hey, let me just so and, know each other yeah and I think I was like I was at well and I'm I, yeah I was at a point in my life where I was just like tired of the BS I guess with females 
Like, and let me just go back a little. Like, I've been around some OG studs, you know, back in the day. And I guess I'm not, I can't say. Well, us us real um, um, LGB QT community people know TQ, TQ yeah you okay. know babe yeah. I'm hot I'm hot I'm below <laughs> yeah but we we know who's in it for real and who's not like I can spot that shit just by kind of looking at you and then the first words out your mouth like so yeah you can tell me you, you for the girls but I can look at you and tell that you really for the guys so I was able to really weave out a lot of bullshitters and I'm glad I really didn't even mess with a lot of people, you know, cause I just don't fuck with people anyway. I'm not a people person. So it was like, I wasn't even, I was really on the grind trying to like figure my life out and, you know, figure out what the fuck I wanted to do with myself. And, you know, I can't do that. Can you please elaborate on that? Going back to what I said about people exploiting the gay community. Can you talk about how difficult it is for a person to say like, oh, I'm a lesbian or whatever. I'm a stud, but they're really not. It's... It pisses me off and it's effed up because... Number one, let me just say you find a lot of them in jail, females jail and uh, females rehabs. Um, I've been to both. Um, oh, of course they're gay in rehab. Yeah. Everyone's no. gay in rehab. Everyone's gay. Yeah, but then it's it's like wow. you okay? But why? You know, and it and it's just it fucks up everything. Now you think. You can, and now everybody think, oh, they can jump on it. And also, what I believe. I'm sorry, and I don't mean no, you good. I'm so sorry, but I also believe. Do you really think someone can entertain a relationship with someone that they aren't really for? Like, can someone really pretend to be gay if they're not? Like, no, definitely not. So I feel like even if, like, I don't believe that there is. Like, I believe there are some bisexual people who will say that they are lesbian. But I feel like if they end up going with a man, doesn't necessarily mean they were faking being lesbian. Because I don't think anyone's going to perform acts that they don't or are interested in performing. Right? So you have to want to do it at some point. So I think maybe subconsciously it is selfish, but it's not realized that it is. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I get that. Um. So. I know a guy right now near where I live and uh, he always hangs out with lesbian chicks because uh, whenever the lesbian chicks fight with their girls he ends up smashing does that make sense oh wow and that takes me back to the studs too because like and that's why I don't date people based off of whether they're because you have a hard time who's still having sex with guys so it doesn't matter you know like everybody plays people are just down to play whatever side benefits them at the end of the day right actual fashion but it would be nice if we could own that 
but a lot of people don't want to own it we like to hide the ugly parts if it's not glitter we don't want people to see that or we don't think they're going to accept it we don't want them to see that we show people the glitter what they want to see and we keep you know what we think they don't want to see to ourselves I mean, and that's just, that's just people, like whether they mean to or not. Like, for example, when we came down there with you and we watched John Wick 3 without Kay and you said, (laughs) Kay, what are you talking about? I didn't watch John Wick, but Kay's your wife. So she knows you watch John Wick, but you know, it was, it was an ugly part that, you know, you weren't really ready to share. Not really ugly, but you get what I'm saying. We all have our little things. I mean, that's a good example. Uh, and, and, and let me say this right here with that being said. That's why I want to tell people why I don't really understand why one sexuality is such a debate when it's such undercover at the end of the day. You know what I'm talking about? Like, to the me, to the people that always were complaining, them niggas were in question of who they be. See, if you're not in question of who you be, you ain't got no issues. Look, y'all. I remember me, the Mrs., the homeboy, his girl, we went to the nudie bar. You know how they got the nudie arcades in there where they show the movies and shit. We in the back, they got the window beside you where you can turn up the window and look at the people beside you and shit. We beside each other, we looking at, you got like 30 channels to change from and we changing channels. When we hit the gay shit, you know, we looked at the shit like it was ordinary shit. Like it wasn't, look man, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck around. It's sex. Come on. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. You should, if you got to look away, there's a problem in Denmark anyway. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, you looked away. What's wrong? You know, this, is, this is natural shit motherfuckers doing here. Why are you looking away? So my dog, when the shit came on that shit, yo, he was like engulfed in it. Like, like nah, I ain't gonna lie to you. We look, me and the missus, we look for like 10, 15, but my dog, he was over there for like 30, 40. He didn't hit the button, change the button. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you gotta change the button after a certain point. Like, it's only, listen, we all hear the dose. This is Red Eye Report. Look, it ain't but so much time you're gonna wanna see. Right, that type of exactly. Shit before you gotta hit the button. That's all I'm telling. I gotta hit the button. See, I ain't into students. Like when the, when the girl on girl action came up, yo, I was there for like 20 minutes. But like I said again, that other action, that's like, that's 10, 15 minutes. And then I can tell you, and that's how I can tell a motherfucker, like, look, Shot Town, me and you've always talked about this and shit. Like, I don't understand this shit because at the end of the day, the motherfucker moaning sound like a bird to me. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the two moans sound the same. So I don't know why you would want to be on the receiving end of a moan. I don't. I don't. That's to anybody. Yeah. Fuck around. You know what I'm saying? That's realistic, y'all. You know, to everybody, and to those that like the moan, yo, it is what it is. You know what I'm talking about? Shit, me. It's nothing wrong. I love to hear a woman moan. That's beautiful shit. But a man moan the same damn way, y'all. Think about that. Right. It's the fun, you guys. I'm gonna have to uh, let you guys go. I appreciate you guys so much for chopping it up with you. It's been an interesting right. combo. Thank you. We're going to keep it going for a little bit more longer, y'all. Come on. But already, I'm going to chop this up. Come on. 
Yeah, we did a good amount of time out here tonight and shit. Yeah. You know, that's my people, CC. They good people and shit. Entertainment, shout out to entertainment, shout out to me, Justin, you know what I'm saying? People I mess with out here, Queek Squad, come on, keep getting it in. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, you got to get it in more out here because it be good conversations. Let me do this right here, though. Let me stop this one right here. And then I'm gonna start another one because it got it's all about content. I got you. Come on now. So let me just go ahead and um, officially say this is the Red Eye Report. We were just on deck with uh, CC All Things Entertainment. We out here with my dog, um, Shot Town. Look, until next time, we're gonna be right back at y'all. Keep the. Them-